Hello, and welcome to Quarter Mile at a Time, a Fast and Furious podcast. The only podcast where we used to live our life a quarter mile at a time, but things changed. We're a father now. Oh, shit. Well, I'm Nick Lathan. <laughs> and I'm Rip Camelucci. Do we have to change the name of the podcast now? So we're a father now. <laughs> We're a father now, a Fast and Furious <laughs> podcast. Oh man! So uh, yeah, it's been. It's. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right up, uh, right up top. Rip. It's been a couple yeah. weeks since I watched the movie. I wanted to watch the movie before we did the podcast recording. I just haven't had the time. Same, same. I um, watched it the night before uh, the movers yeah. took all of my large objects from my previous abode. Uh, apartment. Pre- we can call it an apartment. Previously um, on apartments. <laughs> to uh, to to where I am now, um, which is uh, you know a pretty great place. But you know we're we're just you know we're chugging along, man. Yeah, I just realized that uh, uh, we don't we're, we're not together now. But when this episode's out, we'll be that we'll be hanging out together in person. Yeah, for the first time in over a year, and I think that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. It would have been nice to have seen this movie together. Yes. Um, but given the circumstances, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, you know. Making the most of it. We could have been, we should have, but we should have zoomed the entire time. <laughs> Let me tell you a little story. I, I paid to watch this movie twice. And I'm going to tell and, you but why. But you've seen it how many times? Once. I paid to okay. go see it twice because I bought a ticket for Thursday the 24th. And then Rip. Oh, boy. My dumbass forgot that that was going to be the last episode, uh, Conan O'Brien's last regular talk show episode. Buddy. And I've watched, because I bought this ticket months ago. I think it was before he announced when his last show was going to be. Yeah. And so, um, what was I going to say? And I've watched all of Conan's, his, all of his other last shows, like, when they aired. So I was like, you know what? I have to do this again. So I went the next night, Friday night, which I'm glad I did because the audience was bigger and it was more hype to see the movie. Because was you know, the audience could, was the audience fast or was it furious? Uh, they were uh, gleeful. So I'm gonna say fast. Good. There you go. <laughs> they were not mad. Um, <laughs> they were not furious. So yeah, but it was a uh, because you know you can check like the seating chart. And like I checked the seating chart for Thursday, and I was like, "It's not a lot of people in there." And then I went to the next night, Friday, and I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of people in this theater, so this ought to be good." And it was a pretty good audience, except for the one person who kept getting text messages and wouldn't turn off their phone. Oh, you had just one person doing that? Man, listen. All right, did I talk about drive-in etiquette during the pandemic? I don't believe we've had that conversation. There, uh, people would uh, did not know how to fucking react. Did not know how to perform at uh, or you know attend a drive-in theater, so they would just have their lights on while they pulled up, and of course the lights flood the screen, so you can't see what's on the screen. Yeah, and um, so people obviously didn't know that, but now people need to relearn how to go to a movie theater since we haven't done it in a year. My theater was was a real rude awakening to like, oh yes. Movies are great, the movies, but people still absolutely suck. Yeah. There were people just texting willy-nilly. The person next to Charlie um, had their phone out 
maybe 70% of the time of the movie. Um, half of that time was used just recording clips. Uh, and the other half, he would put his jacket over his head and talk on the phone. Which, you know, at least he knows, you know, good mobile recording uh, <laughs> you know, practices. Maybe he was doing a Fast and Furious podcast. <laughs> Shit, the way that we should have done it. <laughs> but um, the funny part about him recording bits of the movie is that we saw this film in 4DX. Uh-huh. So whatever he's recording is just bouncing around like you're watching like a ride through of a theme park ride. Yeah. That's that's probably more exciting than the Fast and Furious Supercharged whatever he filmed. Oh, the, yes, the experience absolutely was. Again, never have ridden that ride or gone to it or anything like that, but this is just bouncing along. For two and a half hours. It was excellent. That, uh, does 40X have water sprayers? Did you get wet? Uh, you can turn it off. It does have the option to turn mm-hmm. it off, but we didn't. Uh, is that the smartest thing to opt in for uh, uh, as, as we are exiting yet re-entering uh, another global pandemic? You know, who's to say? Um, I would have Scientists liked- probably are to say. Yeah, but- I just keep imagining, like, uh, the 40X, like, whenever Dom opens up a Corona, you get spritzed with uh, water. <laughs> uh, straight up, anytime someone uh, cocked a gun, your chair vibrated. That's funny. It was so good. You got So here's the 40X experience. The chairs move. Mist sprays at you if you want it. Uh, <laughs> smoke machines uh, in the bottom corners of the screen. Uh, strobe lights go off when gunfire happens. That is insane. Uh, it's the best. It, it 100% enhanced the experience of watching this movie. I still need to go and watch this. And probably I'm going to try to watch in the shittiest 2D theater I can, I can find. Mm-hmm. Just so I can get like a baseline. Uh, so I can actually just judge the movie on, its, on itself. Instead of the enhanced experience I had. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm going to go ahead and straight up tell you, uh, this this movie, it's up there in the Fast franchise for me. Like, Really? Yeah. Okay. I liked it more than Fate of the Furious. Okay. I will say that right now. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm, um, <laughs> I find it weird that it has such a low rating on IMDb. It is 60% currently. On IMDb? What is it? No, sorry. It's 5.5 on IMDb. It's 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which that's 60%. That makes sense. But fucking 5.5? That is the... I think that's the lowest rating out of all of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, I, uh... I will say, again, as I just said, I do need to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, with a baseline. So the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 82%. Yeah, that makes sense uh, to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it was just the experience I had, but it felt like this was a mid-tier fast film to me. I, I'm going to... Uh, uh, I could be wrong. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, there's a, This movie has a lot of problems. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, it fucking cooks as far as pacing okay yeah. yeah I thought I had great pacing for a fast film and uh, 
I'm going to say straight up off the bat, either Justin Lin does not know how to shoot fight scenes or none of the actors just know how to fight. I think it's the latter. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, I think it is the latter because... Uh, well, I'm gonna no, s- he, did, he, he did Fast Five, right? Yes. Or was that... Okay. Wait. Well... Yeah, Fast Five. He did do. He uh, <laughs> Lynn did uh, Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Fast and Furious. Fast Five. Uh, yeah, Furious Six, and then this one. So I mean, there's pretty good f- fight scenes in Fast Five. I mean, you get the. I mean, the Rock. Yeah. Vin fight. And I think that's good. That's a good fight scene because they both know how to fight. Like Dwayne yeah. Johnson's a wrestler, and Vin Diesel can break dance. They're two complementary styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, uh, I'm going to jump to the end, but there's that fight where Jacob's fighting old dude with the with the dental, you know, the caps yes. in his teeth or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That yeah. big dude. And the camera's kind of pulled back where you can actually see the action. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because John Cena, professional wrestler. Whereas all the other fight scenes, it's, like, really up close and, like, in your face. Like, even the fight with fucking Jacob, with Dom, was kind of fast yeah. cut. I don't know. I I I'm gonna go ahead and posit that John Cena is not a good action star. Um, John Cena. All right, we're gonna we're gonna really really start getting into the movie before before anything else. How does this do with the box office? Oh yeah, uh, I had it pulled up, but then I uh, exited out of it to look up stats. All right, I'm gonna tell you right up number one at the box office. So this opened up two weeks ago. <laughs> Was it three weeks ago? Oh, man. When did this open up? Yeah, it was two weeks ago the day this drops. So, yeah, number one at the box office was $70 million. That's that's, that's not bad. And then uh, number two, number one with the bullet, F9, the Fast Saga, which is that the complete title we're settling on? Huh. Then we got, um, yeah, Q2. A Quiet Place Part 2. And then we had... Uh, <laughs> what if they went like that? Like, just initial number for every movie. <laughs> uh, number three was The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which I saw the first movie. Enjoyed it. That feels like a uh, watch-it-on-cable movie. Yeah, that's a movie that I recently uh, heard how much the first one made, and it, it just surprises you. Because I don't... Yeah. You are the first person I, I know that has seen that movie that I know of. Yeah. And it's definitely like a uh, oh shit! This movie's ninety nine cents on iTunes. Yeah, better rent it. Like and that's on what AMC I did. See on a Saturday at three thirty. Yeah, it's definitely like prime, uh, like what I call a dad Sunday. Oh yeah. Like you, uh, you get up on Sunday, like oh Jack Reacher's on TBS. Mm-hmm. Better watch that. <laughs> Jack Reacher is like the ideal dad Sunday. It's ideal movie. dad. Yeah, and then uh, number four was Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, which when I saw, I went to go see the Sparks Brothers the week before F9 mm-hmm. came out, because that's when that came out. There were so many fucking people going to see Peter Rabbit. It was insane. Anyway, let me see if it was if it was number one at the box office the week before. It was not. The Hitman, it was number three. Then why the fuck were there so many people seeing it? Anyway, that's funny to me. Uh, number five was Cruella, which I still haven't watched that yet. Not gonna pay nope. thirty bucks to see it on. 
And then six was The Conjuring. The devil made me do it, which I enjoyed that. Watch that on HBO. Max. I still need to see the, the Conjuring too. They're they're on H, the the whole yeah. Conjuring universe is on HBO Max right now. Uh, number seven was In the Heights. The number eight was Spirit Untamed. Ah, yes, because we need a reboot of the the the, the fame yeah. Spirit franchise. Have you watched Spirit? Then the the yes, first the horse first movie. Horse movie. <laughs> no. No. Had a had a run of horse movies during the pandemic, with Charlie being a horse girl. So, did you watch Horse Girl on Netflix? I watched Horse Girl. Uh, watched Spirit. I oh. uh, didn't realize Matt Damon was the inner monologue of the horse. Um, <clears throat> watched uh, Black Beauty, the '94 uh, version. Um, that's got yeah. a secretly very good cast. Um, and then we watched uh, the newer Black Beauty, which uh, we didn't make it all the way through because it was that bad. Wow. I remember the the '94 Black Beauty used to come on like Disney Channel or HBO or one of those Probably channels. Disney Channel. Up, and, I'm, and I'm like, why? It's like the Benji movies. You see a Benji movie come on, like I ain't fucking watching. Benji. What a waste of time this dumb dog is. <laughs> and then, uh, right number nine was Nobody. Uh, <laughs> Which, this is weird. Bob Odenkirk, uh, fucking great movie. I don't know if you no, watched yeah, it yet. I do want to see it, though. But uh, Box Office Mojo tells you what it was the week before and then what it was that mm-hmm. week. <laughs> so nobody, the week before, was number 22 at the box office, and then it jumped back up to number hey, nine. good job by you, Bobby. <laughs> and then number 10 was 12 Mighty Orphans, which that's my first time hearing about this movie. And then um, I'm gonna say number eleven was Werewolves Within because I watched that this past Friday and it was uh, it was very okay. fun. Anyway, all right, this movie. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, all right, and then uh, of course next week uh, F9, the day this comes out, this episode comes out. Uh, Black Widow's coming out, which uh, I'm just gonna call it. F9 was dethroned by Black Widow. All right, so where are we at with this movie? We pull up my notes. You'll be All the right. only one with we're notes. Be, I feel like we're going to be jumping around a yeah. lot, but I have, I, I, I definitely do have some notes. My first note: weird seeing the 1989 Universal logo with the modern fanfare. That was a choice to use the the throwback so logo, like. Well, the movie starts off in 1989, but the weirdest part about it was, why the fuck didn't you use the 1989 fanfare? It's, uh, they, they thought people wouldn't notice, you know? Well, I did. Yeah, because <laughs> people who they see, underestimate you, Nick. See, you're like, the only person who would uh, notice the gesture limb was like, the only per- people who's going to know the difference is this one asshole who's seen Back to the Future Part 3 way too many times. <laughs> Yeah, it was just so weird. Anyway, that bothered we, me. <laughs> we start in flashback. Um, yeah. One of the first real, like, true flashbacks that we get kind of, like, within a movie. I mean, technically, mm-hmm. fucking Tokyo Drift's all the flashback, but... <laughs> um, well, Tokyo Drift is not a flashback. No, yeah, you're right. Technically, fl- what? F5 is a flashback? Uh, four, five, yeah. and six are all yeah, flashbacks. Um, But yeah, so we started a flashback It was the first time we're seeing 
Dom's dad. First time we're seeing Jacob yeah. Toretto. Uh, we got... Here's, here's where the, the lead has been buried for me. Uh-huh. We got Rooker in the picture. Yeah, we got Rooker... Uh... <laughs> Which I I don't know if he's playing Rowdy Burns from Days of Thunder or not. <laughs> as soon as he popped up, I'm like, oh, we got some we got some Days of Thunder Dude. shit going on. Is Cold Trickle going to show up? I was I almost jumped out of my seat, not because my seat jumped up, <laughs> but because I was I was like, is that Rooker's voice? Let's yeah. fucking go. Um, I am. You, um, you don't cast. Yeah. Michael Rooker for no reason. Alright? Yeah. We're like we're getting more Rooker moving forward in the in the the, the F the in the, the fast legacy. God I hope so. Like real quick, just you know, jumping ahead spoilers. Uh my I you know, my thoughts for the next movie. Um uh 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 Rooker will be to John Cena's Jacob Toretto. As Mr. Nobody is to uh, Dom Toretto. Hmm, that's my. That's what I'm going to throw out. There. I feel like uh, I really don't know. Oh yeah, sixty percent of rotten. Sorry, I was looking at the Rotten Tomato score. Did um, you not trust me? I told you. I just had to see it because I, I'm looking at my uh, spreadsheet and mm. um, I have to be. You got to um, get the scope. Current. Got to get the scope on these stats. I'm a F9. I'm a fast saga spreadsheet. I, I respect that about you. But yeah, it's kind of di- all right. The whole Mister Nobody thing, which first of all, did not expect Kurt, Kurt Russell to come back, and it, he was. You didn't expect him to come back at all. No, because he wasn't in like any of the trailers or anything. Sure, but like that's because he's you know he's an invisible entity. Why would yeah. he be? Which I was. <laughs> Which I gotta talk about it real quick because I had uh, I had a Kurt Russell marathon yes. yesterday and it was uh, it was amazing. Watched Tombstone, which Michael Rooker popped up in Tombstone. I forgot Michael Rooker was in Tombstone, and I yelled, "Motherfucking Michael!" I, I, I think I just yelled Rooker. That's what you do. You see Rooker on your <laughs> yeah. screen, you gotta yell Rooker. That's exactly what I did. I said Rooker. Yeah. Alabama's own Michael Fucking Rooker. Hold it down. I remember uh, the entire second season of The Walking mm-hmm. Dead, uh, I kept yelling, where the fuck is Rooker? Yeah. And then he finally pops up in season three, and I said, thank God. And then as soon as his character got killed off, I stopped watching the show. I was only in the walk, the, watching The Walking Dead for my Rooker, Rooker. Hive. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, yeah. Love Michael Rooker. Um, he's the only reason I watch any James Gunn movie. I'm just kidding. I love James Gunn. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so does this mean that we're going to open up the door for more um, Days of Thunder cast members in the future? So I'm thinking Tom Cruise is going to pop up in a in a, in a fast Can we get at some point. That's what I'm saying. Nicole Kidman's triumphant return to the silver screen instead of doing all this TV and shit? She was in Days of Thunder. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. She was 22 years old in that movie, playing like a fucking brain surgeon or some shit. <laughs> No comment. Because I was, because I, because uh, what? Because uh, she's. I think she's in BMX Bandits. Is that the movie? Anyway, she's in some like Australian BMX movie when she was like sixteen, mm-hmm. and I like I saw how when that movie came out, and I was like, when the fuck did Days of Thunder come out? And it was like six years later, and I was like, she was, no, she was twenty two in Batman. 
Welcome to one of our fa- famous tangents, everybody, in which I try to look up how old Nicole Kidman was. She was twenty two, Batman forever? forever. I fucking think she was, man. No, I, that was yeah. ninety five. Yeah. When did when did Days of Thunder come out? She is fifty four years old. Um, when right did Days now. of Thunder come out? Came out in eighty. I'm gonna say yeah. Okay, so if she was twenty two in Batman Forever. That would make her uh, f- a fucking teenager. Oh, wait, never mind. Hold on. Yeah, uh, like 15, so 1995. 14. That would make her 14 years old. All right, she was 28, and uh, she was 28 God. Batman forever. And then uh, Days of Thunder, yeah, 1967. So she was 22 in okay. Days of Thunder, which is still weird to me that she was... Um, yeah, she was a she was a child, pretty much as a brain a surgeon child. or whatever. A child. What movie was it? Was it BMX Bandits? God. Yes, it was BMX Bandits. She played the character of Judy. Um. Anyway, where are we at? Where's oh, yeah, the mo- flashback? All right, so let's keep going. I'm sorry, everybody. We had to talk about Days of Thunder real quick, which I don't see how there's a crossover because Days of Thunder was made by Paramount, and this is a Universal film. But you know what? Universal likes to bring in a lot of shit uh, from other studios into theme parks, so I don't know why we can't have a Days of Thunder crossover. Uh, will there be a point in this episode where we talk about the uh, rumored crossovers with Fast with the Fast and Furious? Oh, we talk about Jurassic Park? Well, Jurassic World, but yes. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry, we got a world. Um, okay, this brings me. Okay. Uh, this is. I saw F9 in uh-huh. IMAX. And listener, if you saw it in IMAX, you already know there is an extended preview of Jurassic World Dominion that played before the movie. I forgot about this. So when it came up, there was a fucking dinosaur. Because the lights came down. And all of a sudden, we saw. I saw a dinosaur. I said, "Holy shit, are we getting the crossover this early?" And then, of course, like I was, like I saw a car coming, and I was like, "No, this is no. We're not starting off like this. We are not. Are we already? I knew this is a rumor. We're already fucking doing it." And then, like the the Jurassic Park theme song kicked in, all stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot there was a." A little IMAX preview of the next uh, Jurassic Park movie. That's incredible. To have lived in that world, if not for for five seconds. <laughs> Which, it pissed me off because there was people behind me talking. I, I, I almost turned around and was like, shut the fuck up, the movie's starting. Yeah. But then after that, it was like the AMC, like, welcome to... And I was like, oh, yeah. whatever my... Okay, so... That's really <laughs> like, funny. I say this because all the trailers, the lights were still up, mm-hmm. which is a dumb thing yeah. to do. They used to dim the lights during trailers, but then like they dim the lights and this Jurassic World thing came on and I'm like, what? I love it. <laughs> what is happening? I love it so much. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked about the I, the inevitable Cadillacs and Dinosaurs movie. My first, knee, my knee-jerk reaction to hearing that news that rumor was this is going to be great for the rides. Yeah. Because well, it's, it's very, honestly, it's very symbiotic. You know, like Jurassic World will infuse better rides at, at Universal Studios Islands of Adventure slash Islands of Adventure. Mm-hmm. 
for the Fast and Furious because their rides are popping off right now. The Velocicoaster opened. It's apparently it's a smash hit. Um, that whole area has gotten a rejuvenation. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Whereas, yeah, it really, you know, the fast ride, we've talked about it. We did a whole episode on it. Whereas the Jurassic <laughs> World movies kind of need a little bit of juice from the fast movies. Those yeah. are clearly better. So it would, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm, and we get to see yeah. a Velociraptor drive a car, which is... It's just the it's the logical step, you know. All right, we see the race where Dom's dad dies, and there's some yes, there's another a- dickhead driver, reckless piece of shit. I think this is why I kept thinking about Days of Thunder because yeah. you had that. Uh, well, anyway. Actually, getting like stock car racing scenes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. This is just the first like sanctioned racing that we've seen in the Fast and Furious franchise. I think so. That's yeah. I, that's beautiful. Which I uh, over the course of the movie, they keep going back to this flashback, and I was like, "Oh, we are we going to see the him beat the shit out of him with the wrench?" Which and then we do. do. Yeah, and then. Um, at first, I was like, are they going to retcon this and have Jacob do this? And then Dom took the I credit? was thinking the same thing. Like, Dom takes the heat. Little brother, I got yeah. you. Which would have been an interesting little twist as well. But also, it was just funny, like, seeing that guy knowing, like, well, he's a janitor now. <laughs> which, I brought that up. A friend of mine, friends of mine watched the movie we were talking about. And I was like, man, it's hard to believe that guy's a janitor now. <laughs> and they were like, what? And I was like, you got to watch the first movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dom runs out onto the track, uh, Jacob, like, does kind of like a hold me back type of situation, um, mm-hmm. where he's just, like, waiting for Rooker to come and, and hold him back, he's like, oh, yeah, I want to go out too, <laughs> um, oh, and then man. we cut to the farm, then we cut to Hawkeye's farm, yeah, uh, where, you know, one unexpected visitor and, you know, they send the kid down to the bunker and they get the guns out and it's just our old friends, Tej, yeah. Roman, and uh, Ramsey. Yeah. I loved how they just showed up and it was like, immediately, we have an adventure. Like, and then like... <laughs> Of course, it's Kurt Russell talking on an encrypted iPad. So, that's my first gripe with the movie. Is that we're just getting... We're getting flex of Mr. Nobody. We're just getting a... Yeah. Like, just... the uh, Like, someone at the gym just, like, whip their hair by you and you're just getting the perspiration of Kurt Russell in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just... it's It's unsatisfying. Um, yeah, it's very uh, weird to not get the f- the full Kurt Russell yeah, experience. The, the, the fact that they like never found him, the fact that they like never linked up along the way, I, you know, it was just it left me wanting. Yeah, I feel like he could have popped up somewhere at the end of the Absolutely. movie. Absolutely, obviously had him. I don't know. Maybe he just had him <laughs> fucking doing his his part over Zoom. You know, fuck it. I feel like. Uh, 
This is probably what happened. Kurt Russell's like, uh, Tyrese, I need you to make an extended cameo in my Santa Claus movie. <laughs> and then Tyrese is like, well, all right, well, that means you gotta you gotta come back as an iPad yeah. <laughs> in F9. Um, to quote Tyrese, I just want my baby. That's that's Kurt Russell, man. I just want my baby. <laughs> so we within no time, <clears throat> we're cut to Isla Nublar. He's Isla Nublar. Excuse me. Um, but it is just straight up. Like it is it is we are we are there, basically. Like uh, we're we're in I, like Central America, but like not really. I saw that as soon as they were there, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize we were watching a fucking un- uncharted Drake's fortune movie. <laughs> Not yet. Like, I feel like... Uh, it felt like a PS3 video game. So, I was also very... I was happy, but I was also disappointed when I realized that we're going to be in the jungle so early. One, because it seemed like 60 to 70% of the trailers took place in the jungle. Uh, so, mm-hmm. it's like, sweet, there's going to be still so much we haven't seen. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but also, it very quickly ruled out any sort of Lazarus Pit, any sort of Edwin return. So, no, I know, I know, I knew it was going to be sore to bring up when I saw the movie. Um, but yeah, so it was like one of those things where it was disappointing that it was ruled out so early, but at least we didn't have to wonder where it was the whole time. Yeah, that's true. What it pissed me off about this movie is that they're doing the same fucking thing they've been doing since goddamn Furious 6, and they got to get some kind of fucking device. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, we can we get past the device? You want to talk about this. Like, it's it's a staple now to have a MacGuffin. Uh, the first five movies did not have... No, yeah, the first the five, five movies five were movies. incredibly different from what they've become. And we've yeah. even talked about it for for Spy Racers, that they had a mm-hmm. badass MacGuffin. I'm f- I, here's the thing: I'm fine with the MacGuffins. I'm fine with them as long as they stay named very well. Which the MacGuffin in this was I, f- I already do kind of forget the name of it. I don't know what it's called either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So like, here's the thing: I'm not upset that they keep going towards a big, all-encompassing, powerful MacGuffin. Um, mm-hmm. but I think their MacGuffin. In this uh, film, maybe suffered alongside, um, w- uh, like, the co-villain of the movie, who just seemed like that dude was in a different movie. Like, yeah. uh, uh, Jacob Toretto's, like, benefactor or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the dictator's son. He, 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 he hated him. Uh, again, just seemed like it was in a completely different movie. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, and and really, again, that was also like another strike against it. Was just it just he was just out of place and just wasn't good. Well, like it kind of um, it answered the question. Uh, how does Jacob have a magnet plane? Yeah, but also like th- that answer could have also just been cipher. You know, that's another... That's, that's the thing. Again, go back yeah. to the Kurt Russell of it all. Not enough Charlize Theron in the movie. And she was actually there on sets. But you kept her in a fucking yeah. box. You kept her in a box. And then when she wasn't in a box, they kept her in, she was in a, in a fucking simulator. They kept her in Magneto's jail yeah. cell from the X-Men movie. 
Like, I, I'm sure this is all gonna, like, this is all building towards 10. They'll probably even, like, have some sort of clever backstory that that retcons fucking rich boys the whole deal as well to, like, tie in with fucking, like, Braga or some shit. You know? That's gonna make me go, like, all right, well, you did it. Um, <laughs> like, it always fucking does. But... It's, until it's bothering. Until that, until then, like these are these are these kind of took me out of it because it was like when's when's you know Cipher about to fucking regulate and and the answer was never. Yeah. Well, you know, we've introduced space. We and we all know where Cipher's yes. from. Yeah, that is still very much in play, and I'm still telling that to anyone I talk to, whether they like to hear it or not. Which is basically every meeting that I take at work. Um, now, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm taking up a lot of the air here. So, uh, <laughs> I want to nitpick with this uh, government of uh, I don't even know what country they're in. Are they in, are they in Mexico? Like where no, are they? It's like a. Are they in Valverde, the the fictional country from uh, Rambo? It feels too? like it's a fictional South American or Central American country. Yeah, but um, they are first of all, this military is horrible shots. They've shot a they shot like uh, what seems like a million rounds of ammo at Roman and did not hit him. Well, that I think opens up some interesting doors. Okay, that are Lazarus Pit adjacent. Because, like, he kind of makes a good point. Like, yeah. even even stormtroopers would have fucking at least clipped his wing, you know? I, because I was watching that, because he was running in a straight line as these guys with AKs were shooting well, at him. I was like, I was like, he's not even zigzagging. Yeah. Like, he. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or even, um, uh, uh, like, when he was down in that pit. Like, he's surrounded from above. Yeah. Okay. I know you probably haven't played Mega Solid 2 Can't Sons of Liberty, but there's a character in that film, in that video game called Fortune and she uh, if you shoot her with a gun, your the bullet it doesn't hit her and it's because she wears a magnet on her, like a device. It's like a reverse magnet. So what I'm thinking is Tedge has built a device that makes bullets go around them. Another device from Tedge Tech. So the <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. That means he would have had to have um, either sewn it into their clothes or their gear, or have implanted it in their bodies, unknowing. I mean, who's eating all the time? Han and Roman and Roman, especially in this movie. Mm. Cause he's hon- cause he's hungry, so what I think just is that Tedge before knows. Before a mission, he just like slips yeah. him the the anti bullet capsule. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like put you know putting a putting the dog's pill and some yeah. bacon. Like it's that's or it's what like he's maybe doing. it's a, a, a powder, <laughs> and he's just like, hey, we all, guys, we gotta hydrate before this mission. Yeah. Oh my God, has Tedge have nano machines that repel yes. bullets? That's the new theory, Absolutely. everybody. We've got super soldiers. Why can't we have bullet repelling nanotech? I I am a full on believer in this. Where do I invest? Yes. 
This is uh, we're gonna have a own a fast Shark Tank. Oh my god, can we do like a? We need to have like a short film that's like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's just like fucking Ramsey's like pitching God's eye to Mark Cuban. Oh, man. Um, that, that reminds me. How many times during this movie did you stop? Did you stop to think they're millionaires? Because I thought about it at least five times. Because like they because they they're, of course, millionaires yeah, after Fast yeah. Five. So every now and then over the course of this movie, something happens. I just I just went they're millionaires out loud. And it just made me laugh. Yeah, I I guess, yeah You're not wrong (laughs) Um, What do we call, where are we at now? Yeah, the whole Jacob uh, The whole chase in the jungle sequence Mm -hmm. Was pretty fun Um, Heavy romance in the stone vines From certain parts Mm -hmm. of it Um, Uncharted, like I said but I'm skipping all this to get to what I want to talk about What's the up? most. Shea Wiggum, Megan and Cameron. I made a noise in the theater. I think I yelled, look at his fucking nose. Because, like, <laughs> it was so fucked yep. up. And it made me laugh so hard because that's like Brian did that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I, like, leaned next to Charlie and was just like, Shea Wiggum. And she's like, I don't... <laughs> N- nothing of that Nothing makes sense with you I just love that the first two times we saw him He, he got his mm-hmm. nose broken by Brian And then you see him again and his nose is just yep. fucked up And that was like such a good joke Like it was It made me laugh That was so a high point hard. Absolutely Like yeah. Cause, Cause Shea Wiggum This is the type of character where like You don't want too much Shea Wiggum Not in a Not in a Fast and Furious movie Because he doesn't but he doesn't bring anything to the table outside of a great cameo yeah. and make you want to watch yeah. like other smaller pieces that he's been in. Yeah. Um, so that was that was very fun. Keep keep bringing shit yeah. back, please, as long as yeah. you can. Just randomly. Yeah. I th- I feel like in the next movie he should show up in as the last one yeah. at the very end. People want to talk. People in, in, in basketball circles want to talk about uh, Andrew Wiggins, and they like to talk about Wiggins Island. Because he's like a real mm-hmm. off and on, like good player, bad player, and it's like, oh, do you really want to invest so much emotionally in him? Um, you know, because like when he's good, he's so good, but he'll burn you by being bad. Next thing you know, I want to start Wiggum Island, <laughs> <laughs> where we're just always on Wiggum Island because it's always a pleasure would... to see Shea Wiggum in anything. It always is. I love him. He's so great. That's why I put. That's why I picked yeah. him for my draft. He was. He was my MVP of Joker. Yeah, he, he's the he's only, the good, only part good part of Joker. Uh, besides the uh, the Shawn Michaels uh, meme, uh, where he, he he's coming down the stairs, a sexy okay. boy. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's he's the only good intentional part of Joker. How about that? Yeah. Um. Because we uh, today, the day we're recording this, we returned to the office uh, for the first time in over a year, and I just like wanted. I just so I was like, I gotta, I gotta come into a song, and like I just kept wanting to come in with a boombox blasting uh, "Sexy Boy," and of course that made me think about Joker coming down the stairs as "Sexy Boy," and um, yeah, so that's the only good thing to come out of that movie besides Shea Wiggum. Where are we at now? Are we on another flashback? Because the next, the next, I was, I, next note I have. I was straight up 
like I thought opening with a flashback was cool. It was different than some we hadn't seen in Fast before. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by the number of flashbacks we got. I also cackled in the theater when there was a shot of young Jacob and young Dom face to face, and Dom mm-hmm. is towering over Jacob as though Jacob hasn't yeah. hit puberty yet. When he is clearly a 19-year-old <laughs> man, yeah. I witch-style cackled at this. To which nobody else apparently found fucking funny. I'm going to tell you this shit. Okay, so at a certain part in this movie, um, they split up. Dom goes after Jacob. Tej and Roman go to Germany to find... The Tokyo Drift Which, Boys. Boy, I can't wait to talk about that part. And then uh, Letty and Mia go to Tokyo because they hear rumblings of, uh, you know, the key to this is tied to Han. So I say all this because I got to bring up um, the part and the uh, the part of the movie in which I cackled and it made the theater. My cackle made the rest of the theater cackle. Which is where Tej and Roman go and meet up with uh, Bow Wow, Lucas Black, and the other guy, Earl, which I don't remember him from Tokyo Drift at all, to be honest with you. Um, I remember him from uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, the Han origin story movie, but I don't remember him from Tokyo Drift. So there's the part where... They're like they do the whole thing with the Pontiac Fiera and whatnot, and then they go, uh, like, who, who are you guys? And they go, Dominic Toretto sent us. And everybody got real serious as soon as he said that. I cackled, and like the the rest of the theater laughed uh, at me laughing yeah. at that because I just thought that was the most dumb <laughs> shit ever. Like how serious they got at like the mention of Dominic Toretto. And then, of course, right after that was the joke, who's Dominic yeah, Toretto? which is a good joke, but also... Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very funny, real hack line. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, like, Tokyo that's Drift the guys. kind of stuff that you fall in love with this series for to begin with. Like, yeah. that's, the kind of, that's the kind of, like, Fast and Furious stuff. Where, like, Dom gets the bullet in his shoulder and then just looks over his shoulder angrily. Like. And then the bullet, uh, uh, his body absorbs yeah. the bullet. Um, that's, that's, I, I do kind of miss that kind of shit, which I'm glad that we do kind of get still. Yeah. In this movie. Um, what was, yeah, that whole sequence with the, uh, the Pontiac Fiero and those mm-hmm. guys. Um, so. If we're judging by the timeline, time for some timeline talk, everybody. I know you love timeline oh talk. These guys are supposed to be in their mid twenties. And don't do it. Don't do you, it to them. I I can't like. <laughs> I sent you the meme, the picture of Troy McClure from that like grinning yeah. and all the ring. Like Lucas Black, dude, he is obviously not twenty four years old. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want me to say, man. I don't know. Like they couldn't do some de aging. They couldn't like. I really don't know. They. If you're gonna do this, don't. I don't know. It. It just. I like. Baffles me. I like. <laughs> the filmmakers trusting us 
to infer the type of lifestyle he has gone on to live. Which is uh, a hard one. Like, uh... I mean, let's be fair. Yeah, Bow Wow ain't looking that great either, right? He looks like a dad. Like, uh, he looks like somebody's dad, which he might be somebody's sure, dad. probably is. Why not? But he's supposed to be a 24-year-old kid. Uh, it just makes me laugh so hard. I don't hard. by that name anymore. <sighs> Twinkie. Um, oh, which that conversation was funny. Like, who are you, Ding Dong? Like, all that sure. was funny. But also, Bow Wow does negative nothing in this movie. That is... He's just there. He's just there. (laughs) It is, like, the most blatant piece of generosity I have seen on film in a long time to just give Bow Wow a paycheck. (laughs) It was shocking to me how little... Like, he literally did less than nothing. It's It was incredible. It was inc- it was an incredible flex. Uh, he was he was he was in Germany, said a few lines, and then he was at the cookout at the end yeah, of the movie, that's and that's it. it. Yeah, otherwise uh, nothing to do with nothing. He was like, oh how, oh, how do you expect you're paying for all this stuff or whatever? And so, uh, literally, money is nothing in these movies because it's, it's either crazy. all from a heist that they've either successfully or uh, invested or squandered. Or it's from a government. Yeah. What was it? Um, yeah, because it was this Earl and Lucas Black did all the heavy now, lifting. Which, later in the... Uh, what are you going to say? I'm about to skip to the good. end of the movie. Because I need to have a Lucas Black conversation. Okay. If they do indeed... Want to bring Lucas Black back for more Fast films? I I I I will uh, kneel on the side of my bed every night and pray to a god that I'm not sure of that they keep him on this trajectory of just being a mad scientist. Yeah. If they do that. Beef his part up to 11. Let him... Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe Lucas Black can't, like, act, but he can chew up scenery, which is arguably maybe what I want to see more often than not. Yeah. He he does a good job of that. Like, the, the plane flying sequence. Yeah. Like, him as a... I was like... He's got a... <laughs> he looks, he's got a, a, a crazed look in his eye. Well, you know, he's 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 a thirty-eight-year-old man. He's lived a hard life, Nick. <laughs> um, yeah. As soon as he, uh, I saw him fall on that plane. I thought about it, said that's not realistic, and they go, you know what? <laughs> this this portrayal of that character is is now going to get me with bells on to go watch Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift because now I can watch it through the prism of somebody slowly breaking into genius slash madness. I am so excited to fill in my own backstory while watching that movie now. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. Hit me with it! There is a... He's been doing all these experiments because he has a reverse Lazarus pit thing happening oh to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
because when you because <laughs> when you first see him in, uh, at the end of Tokyo Drift, he's a uh-huh. high schooler. He's uh-huh. in high school, and then minutes later, after he's beaten by Dominic Toretto, that's who, the chain who of also, reactions. Who also, by the way, he's in high school. Then still looks like he 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 was the second option for the next Marlboro Man. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay, so we'll accept he's in high school in Tokyo Drift. So as soon as he's beaten by Dominic Toretto in that drift race, um, he starts to age rapidly. Like that's the that's the Nexus event. If we're going to quote uh, Loki on this real quick, uh, that happens in which <laughs> Lucas Black's character uh, is just gets just starts aging at a at a rapid Dom rate. Beating him is like uh, uh, Dorian Gray's portrait getting de- uh, destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happens. And so, like, he's doing all this mad scientist shit because he he, he doesn't have much long to live. I'm telling you, the next movie, he better look like the Crypt Nick, can I just say something? We're we're really good at this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, that's what's fucking happening to this guy. He's like... By the time F11 comes out, he better look like Hello Boils and Ghouls. By the time he shows up in Hobbs and Shaw 5, I need him to look like uh, uh, um, fucking uh, Will Forte in the plane sketch on I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. A rat bit me. <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> I am, I am uh, so fucking in on this if this is the direction we go like hook him up with mr nobody have him just play with all his gizmos and gadgets galore and and let's just still it would be it would just hold us open the doors to galaxies this is how we get this is how we get dinosaurs in the fast Bro. franchise is he builds some kind of fucking stargate and Kurt Russell so these are, these knows are, these all are about real. those. So you're you're bringing in real dinos. Ow! How did I just pull my throat? Holy I don't know, man. Shit. You pulled I'm the throat too muscle. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, he builds like he builds like a Stargate, and he brings in like that goes back sixty five million years, uh. and he brings back he brings real dinosaurs forward in time, and that's how we get dinosaurs in the Fast franchise. He goes back sixty five million years to Dino Hatton. Oh yeah, we're bringing in Koopa. We're bringing in Koopa. We're bringing in Daisy. We're bringing in the Devo guns. Is that too much? That's too much. No one's asking. No, no one's ju- asking for this. It's just, it's just enough. Of course, when you said Devo gun, I thought about Energy Domes, yes. which is what Devo wears in the Whippet yes. video, and I think about how fucking expensive they are on their website. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be, then that would be a backdoor sequel to the Super Mario Brothers movie that we were promised but never got. <laughs> oh, you mean the? Uh, 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 oh God, why am I blanking on this? Uh, oh no! Yeah, that's what it is. The Super so Koopa Cousins. The, yeah. I thought it was like a different word instead of Super. No, of course it's yeah. Super. But, uh, or Koopa Troopa. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so three franchises slammed together into one film because of Lucas Black being a mad scientist. Fucking love it. I love this. 
My next thing I gotta say, we're going back in time. Back in Again, time. to the flashback. Back in time. Um, I, when Jacob Toretto lost the race, I am so pissed. Because he had that, he looked over at Dom as he lost the race. The same way that Edwin did when he lost the race. So what I'm saying is, I hate that Jacob did not yell, Monica, when he lost the race. Well, then you do have to explain who Monica is. So. Yeah. Uh, and we see a young Monica on the sideline. Honestly, uh, honestly, before before <laughs> that race, because he had like two girls by his side, right? Like, yeah, one of them could have been Monica. They, literally, they that that same dialogue where like, if you win, you get yeah. me, and her, that whole that whole thing, they could have done that. But that's it. <laughs> when, that's it. When he's but when he's racing against Dom and he's winning, he yells, "But no, So why is he talking like this? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Murder. <laughs> when he's like, what are you trying to say, Dom? What are you trying to say what happened to Dad? That it's murder. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I love that he was talking shit about uh, Michael Rooker's uh, charger. And then he gets beaten yeah. by it. And then he runs to Michael Rooker. And then, like, Rooker, of course, did not know that he was betrayed by right. Jacob. Um, by talking shit about his charger. Another thing about the flashbacks that I, that I really, really appreciated was they were... They crushed all the callbacks. Um, yeah, in they the did. race to I like I, I fucking timed it so perfectly, like when he was gonna say it, because I'm just like, you better say it, and he better say it right too soon. Um the uh when when Dom shows up uh to the races and the, the crew, his the crew is the, is behind him. I, I I as soon as the crew showed up, I said, Where the fuck is Vince? Found yeah. him. I said, where's right Jesse? There. Found him. And where's Leon? I did not see a young Leon. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Leon comes along later. You know, he'll be in the oh. flashbacks that are in fast 10-year seatbelts. Um, yeah. <laughs> but just just the fact that they had the care enough, because they didn't have any lines. They didn't have anything. But they still yeah. had the care enough to cast them. That shit almost made me roll a tear right there. It was it was really cool seeing that. And then I will ask you this question: mm-hmm. Why didn't we see a young Edwin? Matter of fact, this is the you note. Are, this is the note I have. Why? I think you're starting to become a little too obsessed with Edwin. I am. Um, well, you know, I've talked about him so many times just because his character arc in the first yes. movie just cracks yes. me up. But I was just like, why didn't we see a young Edwin? And then, as a matter of fact, we need a. This is what we need. And said, all right, the next season of Spy Racers needs to be Furious Babies. In which we have a young Dom and his crew. Furious babies that make my <laughs> dreams come true. I we never I, we never see. Uh, of course, we'll have like Brian coming. It'll it'll be like Better Call Saul and Luke back to the yeah. first movie. And much like Nanny, we will not see Ted Levine's entire body. Are you good right in there? Uh, I heard it was a big old fat girl in there. <laughs> oh man, he's still wearing the same socks as Nanny, though. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Um, was the guy running the race Hector? A young Hector? I didn't notice that. I wasn't looking I, for I Hector. I was because he had. I think he had like a bald head. And which I and in my head, I'm just like. <laughs> and this is before they showed any of the the old crew or anything like that. I'm like. 
yo, if that's fucking Hector, that's pretty sweet, which they never, like, put a put a camera on his face or anything like that. So that's why I just kind of wanted to get your your opinion. Yeah. It, I feel like if they had a young Hector, they would have gotten the same actor. <laughs> that's the one character they get the same actor for? I think so. Sure. I think he could play. Because listen, when I saw him in Furious Seven, he looked just like he did in the first movie. That's a so. good point. That's a good point. Um, and then the flashbacks when Dom's in jail as well, and meeting um, <clears throat> our friends, our good buddies. Um, I always fucking blank on their goddamn names. Leo, Leo and Santos. Santos. Thank you. Um, I just thought of something. Hmm. When did the when did the race take place? How long was Dom in jail? Probably like four or five years or something like that. How long, how long do you get for aggravated assault? I don't know. Because the race was 1989. Mm-hmm. At that at that point, Letty was six years old. Because oh my God. in the Fury <laughs> Seven, her tombstone it says 1983. Nick, we cannot do this. We cannot go down this road again. We can't do more timeline we, talk. We must not go back down this timeline again. She was in first grade when that happened. That's all I'm saying. I understand that's all you're saying. <laughs> and how old was Nicole Kidman at like, the time, huh? She was uh, 89, she was 22. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Leo and Santos, I freaked out when I saw them. Loved it. And then I freaked. I, and then I love that we couldn't get both of them uh, at the cookout. That was pretty end. sad. We just had one. Yeah, we just had one of them because the other one opened up a restaurant. <laughs> I love that one of them was successful and one of them wasn't. One of them is just free to come to a cookout. Yeah, that's uh, so good. Uh, I'm gonna ask you this question. There's, I have a, most of my notes are questions, and this is one. Um, this has been a good interview. Dom so has far. a cross. Yeah, <laughs> Dom has a cross necklace. Jacob has yes. a cross necklace. Why didn't Mia get one? It's for the men. Jesus is for the men. Ah, fucking Jesus! Jesus is for men. Fucking Jack Toretto, I swear to God. Not oh, yeah, he's a he's misogynist. Son yeah. of a bitch. I'm glad he died in a fiery explosion. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I hate to say it, but probably deserved it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that pissed me off that she didn't get a necklace. Um. Oh, Otto is the name of the guy that we don't like. The, uh... Oh, the, yeah. Otto... <clears throat> Because my next note is Otto pulling a lethal weapon too with the with the embassy yeah. shit. <laughs> Diplomatic, Diplomatic community. community. Which uh, I'm telling you, Dom should have said it's just been revoked after shooting him in the oh, face. Yeah. Well, literally, that should be uttered after every kill shot's ever been given in movie history. Yeah. So this is after a scene where, like, Michael Rooker uh, opens up a Corona, gives it to Dom, Dom doesn't drink it, and that bothered the well, shit. Well, that's how you know shit's real. Because it bothered me at the time, too, and I, and I, and I, here's what I did. I prayed on it. 
Now, when Rooker opened up that mm-hmm. Corona, like I said before, did you get hit with some water in the Ford <laughs> experience? Yeah, they actually just opened up. <laughs> they just turned over these buckets that are above every seat. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, by the way... Uh, I rewatched Furious 7 in the theater because the AMC's played all the fast films leading up to this one. And um, during the um, <laughs> during the Paul Walker tribute at the end of Furious 7, they have a shot of that of that Corona that has all that foam in it from uh, from yep. Fast and Furious. And I, of course, in the middle of this heartbreaking, like, beautiful montage celebrating an actor's career, I died laughing because of that fucking foam. Well, honestly... I kind of look at that shot as <clears throat> like what a good eulogy does, and it like yeah makes like a good eulogy will make you laugh through the tears, honestly. Yeah, and that's 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 fucking part of it. It wouldn't surprise me if that was like put in there on purpose, like that. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> in, uh, in in for for seven uh, in forty X, uh, they also spray the mist to you at that point, so uh, mm-hmm. no one has to uh, give the excuse that they're crying. Yeah. Everyone's face oh, is man. just wet. Uh, no, it's just, there was the seawater yeah, and the meat just, scene. Yeah, there was a meat the, scene. The waves. Yeah. So, yeah, the the beer with Michael Rooker. And then um, after that, he, he goes and, which, the chemistry between Vin Diesel and Yo, Helen Mirren. Dude, okay, hold on. Everything, the world has just stopped. The, <sighs> you say chemistry. But what I think you uh-huh. mean to say is the absolute nipple-blistering sexual tension that the, I was vibrating when they were on screen together. The chair was still. <laughs> it, the sex, it was palpable. That's all I got to say. The cover for Vin Diesel's album the, fo- the the photo for that album was taken as a screenshot from that scene. It's a close-up of Vin Diesel's face because he lights up on screen with her. Like, he has I done no other film. Like, it was <laughs> palpable. I feel like that is... Uh, I'm sure Letty and Dom have talked about Paul Passes. That that was it right there. He just cashed his in. That was his. I am. Yeah. Here's here's what I am willing to stake my reputation on, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> is that I am willing to start right here, right now. I'll just go ahead and say that I know for a fact. I have a friend of a friend that was working on the film, and I know for a fact that Vin Diesel and Helen Mirren had sex on the set of F9: The Fast Saga. In to them, car. it was F9: The Fuck Saga. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it was It's honestly It was the highlight Of the movie for me Like it was It was so, like It was electric Boogie woogie woogie Just that The Yeah That was probably The the high point of that movie Was Helen Mirren on screen yeah. Like Stealing the jewels Stealing the show Stealing the car Oh So yeah. good Like Fucking hell It was so one again, she just gave the movie like a shot in the arm that it needed at the right time. Um, yeah. And again, just to, I will, n- I will never get over the the absolute nuclear heat between them. 
you could power a city off of the the energy created by them looking each other in the eyes. Yeah, it's... I will say that that sequence is the perfect sequence because you got sexual chemistry between yeah. the two of them, and then you got a little fun little heist happening, and then you got a fucking police chase. It was it was sexual chemistry. It was the most sexual chemistry you've seen in a fast film since the scene with Dom and Letty in the first movie where they make love on the car. Yeah, like that was up until this point the hottest scene. In fast history, and that scene was hot because they were oh, sweat yeah, yeah, absolutely. all over them. Um, and that has been violently overthrown <laughs> by dialogue between Vin Diesel and Helen Mirren. Oh, it was so good. Um, and and I could talk about. Oh that. no, absolutely. Honestly, this could have been the entire episode for me, and I'm so glad that it was there because it helped overcome the. Like, weirdo, like, nega sexual energy between Charlize Theron and John Cena when she's, like, talking about genetics with him. It was weird. That shit was Dude, weird. Every, every scene, Charlize, that's why she's an alien. Yes. That's why you convinced me she's an alien. Every scene she was in was weird She does not fuck. talk like people. I mean, the Star Wars stuff with the yep. puppet. Yep. That yes. was weird. It's, it, it is like she came to Earth and someone showed her a Star Wars movie and said, this is movies. <laughs> um, God, where are we at? We are right uh, just about. I'm so thrown off. Cart- oh, the embassy. The embassy. Yes. All right. So yeah. we got the embassy shit in which that was just ripped straight out of. Uh, that scene is there's a similar scene in uh, Rogue mm-hmm. Nation, uh, Mission mm-hmm. Impossible, uh, and of course remind me of Spectre from the film Spectre, and it was just a big James Bond moment. Which um, what was yeah the, you know you get you know John Cena and talks and you know it's it's fine it's nice. It was just a weird party with a bunch of women wearing white yeah. outfits hanging around. Well, they, I think like there was something somewhere that said it was a black and white party. So yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, that was crazy. And, and then, then you get Cardi B's cameo in the flick, which was fun. I enjoyed it. That was a fun little just kind of like, oh, hey, hello. Yeah, as soon as she popped up, Bernie Sanders said, Cardi B, in my head. <laughs> All right. Now, how do we get Bernie in these movies? <laughs> Is he just like having breakfast in Brooklyn with Mr. Nobody at some point? Yeah. I'm telling you, Kurt. He kids call him Kurt. <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> Which is canonically the, the the character's name we find out. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Nobody. Nobody is his Christian last name. <laughs> I'm telling you, Kurt, you Kurt's so good. That's a little joke I made up. <laughs> and uh, one more thing, you're completely overspending. <laughs> you had a you had <laughs> You had a the what I suspect was the uh, demon child of a charger and a Humvee. Too much Too money. Much. Anyway, <laughs> horrible Bernie Sanders impressions. Uh, let's see. What's the good impression we've had on this show ever? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
I'm trying to Menage. That's the good one. All right, here we go. Jacob Toretto Zipline Tours. I'm going to make this T-shirt, and we're going to sell them in the merch Girl, store. I meant, <laughs> Please do. I'll wear the shit out I of meant, that. Please uh, do. I'll wear the shit out of that. I, um... <laughs> yeah, I meant to design a shirt and show it to you on the podcast and make you laugh, but um, I ran out of hey, time. time but, yeah, I do want to make... I do want to make a Jacob Trudeau. Uh, I gotta say, that's gotta be the the wildest French festival I've ever heard of. Because <laughs> that's all still in Edinburgh, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it a was uh, theater friends. Hey, hey, the yeah, the zipline shit. It was just like I was like, okay, first of all, this man put a harpoon gun on so many roofs of like and buildings like, that are eight hundred and fifty years old. Yeah, and I want to know uh, how far did he have to be away from the building for him to stop ziplining? All I know is that in the grand tradition of Fast and Furious taking the concept from one movie and just blowing it out bigger and sometimes better, uh, I just love the idea of an even younger Jacob Toretto just being obsessed with the film uh, Home Alone. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. one day I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that zipline thing. Um, we had a fun sequence with the magnet in the back of the van. That fight scene in the back of the van was pretty that was fun. Good. That was good. Mixed with Ramsey not knowing how to mm-hmm. drive. She she picked it up pretty quickly. For yeah. not just driving a stick shift for the first time, but for driving, like, a classy or glassy or whatever the fuck. Like yeah, truck. a big-ass truck with a yeah. magnet in the back. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Oh, man, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I thought I thought Ramsey had a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, pretty underutilized in a, in a lot of the prior films, but I thought I thought uh, uh, Nelly Manuel had actual some some fun stuff to do, which was nice. To say. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the th- you can complain about this movie, but one one thing that it does is it gives people shit to do. Except for me, it gives people <laughs> shit to do. You're right. Because <laughs> everybody's doing yeah. some shit. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Listener, I'm sorry. It's been two weeks since I've seen this movie. So, like, this I can't, is I'm not literally the same way we would do any of the other podcasts. I don't know. I usually watch the movie the night no, before. No, I know. But we're still on the same, like, the pace and, and pattern. This is very true. What um what I'm saying is I'm just trying to skip over this magnet shit so I can get to Sun King's triumphant return to the yeah. franchise. Um, when Han showed up, I'm gonna be honest with you, I really? teared up. Hmm. Yeah. Now anyway, I don't like doing this, but if you want to talk about fellas that have that have aged, I mean, now granted he's been dead. <laughs> I'm telling you, those scenes with, with the flashback scenes when Mr. Nobody and Han had the mm-hmm. long hair, he looked the same to me. Maybe they did him with a bit of I the aging the, as well, but look, look. I, I think it's the shorter hair that makes him look older. Yeah, a bit of a, a little thicker in the neck. He had a bit of a punch. That's yeah. also true. I don't know if they did something with the flashback scenes. Still, still a dream anyway. buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's still a beautiful um, man. Which I wrote this down, Sun King Spy movie. I sure. want one. That'd be great. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I was uh, pretty underwhelmed with the story, the backstory, but behind him faking his death, 
Um, it it was the most logical thing. It wasn't it wasn't as creative as a Lazarus Pit, but having him, you know, Mister Nobody fake his death. Kurt, well, I think that's uh, maybe where I kind of bumped up against it is that it was logical, which is not what I yeah. look for in a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, at this point, it was like logic. Yeah. No, we got fucking mad. I need you to give you know. me the wildest ass story possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I need yeah, him was, practicing uh, some David Copperfield ass fucking magic. For like three weeks before that race, you know, like I need, I need Shaw in on it, you know. Was no Shaw was not in on it, was he? I mean, uh, spoiler alert: based on the the fucking the, the credit, credit scene. scene, it would seem not because he's he's surprised to see Han, but like, which is just makes everything more confusing. It was very fucking confusing. Yeah, and then like. Oh, like, like how it just ties into the fucking MacGuffin and everything and, like, just so coincidental about... I don't know. It just seemed like... It, it was, was it was It was too logical and too much of a stretch at the same time. Uh, this is what I wrote down um, because, <laughs> yeah, no, Mr. Nobody recruits Han during the... And it's, like, during the events of Tokyo Drift. So I wrote down, so a secret agent recruited a high school kid to do shady shit for yeah. him. So it's like James Bond getting like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> like James Bond hiring a fucking high school kid to like do some like crime it's stuff. It's even more it's so very weird. the reason why we just can't start to interrogate the timeline. <laughs> it's so weird, man. Anyway, that's why we love this yeah. franchise because it's complicated. It makes you think. Uh, yeah, but not too hard. Not too hard. What do we got Next. Next. Oh, Dom's Charger in this movie is fucking yes. dope. I love that mm-hmm. car. Which I love that he gets this car shipped to him no matter where he's at. So he's in, he's in he, he has it in America, then he gets it shipped to Edinburgh, and then he leaves it with the door open somewhere in Edinburgh, and all of a sudden it's magically in this fictional um, that's the, uh, European country. That's the one thing in his rider with the government is... As he gets the car shipped and it gets to have some sort of magnet in the back. Yeah. Which that magnet sequence was ridiculous. Which one? <laughs> the ending one with the fucking Deadpool 2 yes. truck. Um, yeah, that whole sequence was weird. But, like, of course, Han did some cool shit in that sequence. As soon as Han showed up, I was just not doing nothing but paying so, attention to Han. The so that's, rest that's of the another thing, though. Like, you said uh, Mia didn't have anything to do. Han really didn't do much either. He shot somebody with a sniper rifle. He made me cry. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else he did. Um, you know, he made you try and feel attached to this, this girl that y- you just couldn't feel attached to. The weirdest part about that whole thing is like the DNA, and all she did was they touch went it. and gave her more backstory than than like six of the characters combined in this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I just thought it was weird that they made her touch the thing, and it was like that's the, that's how we get her DNA. She just yeah. touches it. Like that's not how. Like you didn't put you didn't like put blood or saliva or anything like that, and it was just dumb. The MacGuffin in this it was movie weak. sucked. It was, it was a pretty weak MacGuffin. It was basically like a god's eye that could like uh, check her email. That's basically. Well, no, it was, it was basically like the one in uh, Spy Racers, essentially. 
Yeah. I don't know. What I want to know is why didn't we get a uh, a flashback sequence of Dom saving um, his aunt's pet cockatoo? <laughs> I mean, look, if what t- is ten supposed to be the last one? Or are they doing an eleventh? They're doing a, they're doing like a they're they're pulling a Avengers and, doing and doing a part, like a, part one, part a two part. I mean, now's the time to pull out all the stops. We bring in Adam Shifter. We bring in you know uh, the fucking frozen yogurt and all that shit. Okay, something I want to bring up because I thought about this is Tony Toretto, Jacob's son, and the whole thing with Spy Racers takes place after no, the we've, franchise. No, we figured is over. it out. It was, it was the, the like other side. No, it was. Um, it was like a second cousin, something like maybe? that. Yeah, we've gone over this because we we had this, we had we had like the freak out of just like holy shit is this somehow related to Jacob and this and that this and that yeah and like how like, um, who's listener, nephew like how is it a nephew and you know, yeah all that stuff we've done this listener if you're going through this entire podcast which I apologize for um, and you happen upon the Spy, Spy Racers episode where we bring which that also up, means that you're a please. Patreon uh, subscriber thank you very much. Thank you for that. And please uh, email us at franchisesurprise at gmail.com. I think it's franchise surprise pod. I don't know. But anyway, just try them both. Get us. CC us both. Yeah, CC both of them. And uh, let us know, hey, uh, this is the answer you came up with. Um, or tweet us. <laughs> uh, 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 23 and Tony. Right. Should we just the end it? Okay. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Rich has been eating, uh, been pulling like a mob boss in a Scorsese movie this entire time. He's been eating this entire time. Which, he's doing business. He's doing business. That actually does look oh. really good. Um, what was he going to say? Dom's Charger is dope. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Uh, I'm glad to see that Project Pat got a paycheck for this movie. Lean switch all. Fuck you. <laughs> I was not expecting to hear Project Pat's name in this episode. How could you not? Because I mean, I'm always glad Project- I knew. Yeah, anytime Project Pat pops up, I gotta do a Project Pat impression, which it's the perfect Project Pat lyric, Lane Switcher, but of course he goes, Lane Switch all. Honestly, real good needle drop. Yeah. Really, really appreciated that. That was some good stuff. Felt like I was the only person in like a fucking twelve seat radius, like jamming to that song, jamming to Project yeah. Pat. Um, that's all the notes I have for this movie. So yeah, the end of the movie is like, of course the bullshit happens where Jacob's forgiven. Well, for there's his the double cross, and then he helps him, and he's like sort of forgiven, not fully, but he gets the second yeah. chance, which is nice symbolism. I like that. Plus, it also. Gets us to where we need to be, not just with Jacob, the character, but with John Cena, the actor. Like, yeah, we need to get to the point where he is cutting up with Roman and John Cena is is playing to his strengths, which are comedy. The uh, the the Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. trailer played before this movie. I remember watching that going like, yeah, this is the John Cena yeah. I want to see. This is him. also the Suicide Squad that should have been the first one, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. But, but yeah. like, but that Peacemaker show, I'm excited mm-hmm. about that because it's going to be John Cena doing action stuff and being yeah. funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, so like, he, he's naturally That was funny. another part of the movie that kind of like frustrated me was 
just uh, having been there for the whole journey, I've, I've I've gone through the 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 attempts to make John Cena an action star through twelve rounds and the Marine. And, you know, mm-hmm. whatever else the fuck action movies he's done that have been completely humorless. And, and then seeing him blossom and, you know, steal, almost steal Trainwreck and Sisters and, and, and bloom in blockers. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, like, really take off as, like, a voiceover guy as well. And... Yeah. I never saw Bumblebee, but people liked it, and I don't know if, what, how he played it in that movie. He's uh, he's Almost serious in that, that movie, so I got nothing there. But it's 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 been like it's it's proven what his strengths and weaknesses are at this point. And yeah, he looks like an action star, but he's just a fucking weirdo at heart. And yeah. you just gotta let him lean into that, which like. Yes, give me scenes with Jacob and Roman cutting up. Give me scenes with him and Rooker giving each other shit. You know, like that's gonna be the good I, stuff. I I want to see that. The next movie is I want Michael Rooker to come back, and I want John Cena to be fucking yeah, around. Like as much as I was very lukewarm on this movie, and again, the highs for me were very high, um, and the frustrations were very frustrating, but. Uh, maybe I'm being just too rose-tinted for the future or whatnot, but at the very least, what this movie did was make me even more excited than I already was going to be for Fast mm-hmm. 10 Your Seatbelts. Yeah, Fast 10 Your Seatbelts is going to be yeah. great. I'm excited about this one. Um, so after and, then, and then, of course, the part two, uh, this car goes to 1,100 RPMs. Yes. The. What was I going to say? Damn. All right. So after this com- after this film, I have dropped F9 in my rankings. I'm trying to think where it is. But uh, I will say during the whole like apology scene, some people left were getting up and leaving the theater to which I almost stood up and yelled, where are you going? You're going to miss the cookout. Yeah. That's the thing that I like about 40X is it really discourages people from, like, one, you know when it's over because your seats have stopped mm-hmm. moving. <laughs> They've gone yeah. back to a stationary position. But it also, like, really encourages people to not get there late or get up and down throughout the movie because it's just very difficult to get back in the seats. Mm-hmm. Like, try hopping in a seat when it's fucking just all over the place. Moving forward and yeah. back, it's um, it's it's funny to watch when people try and do it, yeah. but it's a lesson. You um, <clears throat> you doing like I was thinking about 40x, and then it just made me think about watching Terminator 2 and 40x, and then I realized, oh, I've done that. It's called uh, Battle Cross right. Time. <laughs> That's usually where I start uh, with when trying to explain 40x to people. It's like, all right, yeah, uh, have you been to Universal Studios T2 Battle Cross Time? No, of course. All right. Uh, have you been on the Hanna-Barbera ride at Universal Studios that they shut down? No? Okay. Well. <clears throat> what about the Jimmy Neutron ride? <laughs> Half an hour later, I'm just explaining how seats Dumb. move. <laughs> and Corona gets yeah. sprayed on your face. Rip, do you have any more thoughts about this movie? 
Um, I feel like we've covered it all. I feel like we've covered it all. The Japan stuff was kind of weird when they were, like, looking for Han. A lot of real heavy coincidences. Um, that This movie was riddled with coincidences, and it was... Uh, this is my main complaint about this movie. You start off with this movie, and it's like there's all these big... There's, like, back-to-back set pieces. And then, like, heavy exposition for, like, half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then... And then once you get that out of the way, it's it's pretty much all yeah. action for the rest of the movie. But like, uh, pe- pepper my exposition throughout the movie. Don't just throw it all in, like hanging out in a bunker. Yeah, yeah. You know. A lot of it was yeah, just explaining backstory or like how things work and stuff like that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and like the coincidences were too small. Again, like. This is a, this is a movie and a franchise about excess, and mm-hmm. and like if it's gonna be like a big coincidence to tie everything together, like make it really make it like just out of this world, you know? Um, yeah. What'd you think about them going to space? We didn't talk about that shit. Why the fuck? Well, didn't because we, we already talked it about it for you know the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought it was brilliant. Loved it. How yeah. they did it, and how they got back. Uh, the joke with Roman eating all the eating all the damn candy bars, and then the the fucking once they get in the space, it all all the rappers float up. It was so funny, and like it was all the, all the duct tape had a real Apollo thirteen was, feel. It was great. It yeah, it really did. Like I, I just like if the movie. If the movie was Tej and Roman in a Pontiac Fiero slash spaceship for an hour and a half, that would have been great. Um, like I don't know, just the conversation, like just them in a spaceship was yeah. just great. Oh, I just loved absolutely, it. and like not at any like one. We were all, we all obviously knew that it was going to happen. Um, yeah, which I feel like was a good move. To do, to be perfectly honest, because mm-hmm. the way they got there and mm-hmm. then uh, eventually being there was still a lot of fun. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I also do like that. That's all that it was. Like that they 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 got the space in a in a, a, a modest way compared to yeah. like where your head goes when you think of Fast and Furious in space. We'll eventually get there. You know. Yeah. But this was a nice. This was a nice way to kind of dip the toe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Um. The uh, <laughs> yeah, that genuine moment where they were like, nobody's gonna believe us that we did this. I love that. That was a good. That was a good yeah. little beat. I was just like, yeah, of course nobody's gonna believe you yeah. that you did that. They are very much great. like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the Fast franchise. And that the, they, yeah, they're the Gimli. You know, they, they they sort of talk for us. They are the, our audience surrogates. Yeah. Surrogates. I love them. They're. That's why I want them to have their own. They're solo the Timon movie. and Pumbaa Not, of the Fast franchise. Yeah. <clears throat> they call me Mr. Tedge. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was going to say Roman's last name, but I forgot his last name. Um, what is Roman's last name? Pierce. <clears throat> Pierce. They call me Mr. Pierce. Uh, anyway. The last thing I do want to talk about uh, is, is the cookout. And 
I got real, real nervous for a second because I had heard a rumor that they brought back Paul Walker's brother to do more CGI body double stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was taking it as just a rumor. Pardon me. And when they show the open seat at the barbecue at the cookout, um, and they say, like, oh, yeah, Brian's on his way. Uh, I I started to preemptively start to get upset and not in like the good emotional way, but in the way that's kind of like, I don't, we're ending this on a good note. I like this movie, even though it seems like I don't. Um, and doing something like that, some like weird kind of cheap emotional pull, like cheap pull at the, the, the heartstrings just really would have taken me out of it. And the fact that like they they walked right up to that line and then it was just the skyline that you saw coming down the road. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. good. That's a that's a good touch. It's nice. As as we in Florida like to say, that's classy. Um uh but that does beg the question. And again, they're supposedly wrapping it up. In two more films. But how much longer can they go with skirting around the Brian conundrum? I really don't know. Like they had they had a very good out for that this he was movie. babysitting he care of the kids. Yeah. Yeah, but is that it's a dumb it's a dumb it's, out. It's, but, um, it's very like okay, like because that could have also, like, I don't know, man. Like, it makes sense for me to stay back, too. You know, the one yeah. little bit that she has is that Jacob's in the picture. But, like, aside from that, like, aren't we all family? So, like, yeah. it's it's just, I just don't know how they're going to keep it going for two more movies, you know? I feel like the next two movies... <clears throat> We're gonna have. We're not gonna have a lot of Mia. It, it's the only way. I feel like it's the only way. Like she, because at the end of the movie, she had she made her peace with Jacob. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like you're still my brother, still love you, and yeah. all that stuff. And they made their peace as a family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's good closure for Mia, and that she should only come back in the final movie. In like a little scene, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like not much. Absolutely. And if that's, that's where the they do want to pull it. some of that like body level CGI stuff, depending on how they do it, especially if it is actually going to be the last movie, maybe. Yeah. But what you said, yes, absolutely yes to that. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think. It, it would be horrendous for them to. Do the body double shit again? Because first of all, why? The more the more I watch Furious Seven, the more I'm like, ooh, that does not look no, good. No, right. So then, the, for them to do that for an extended amount of time in a movie, yeah, would just not. Well, look I mean, well. and the plus, hope is that it's it's it, the technology's gotten better, and they're not doing it like so. Like they're not having to like kind of rush to do it and stuff like that. But also, yeah. like you. you 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 nailed it the first time, like mm-hmm. it was perfect. Don't 
go back for another bite of that apple. Like, yeah. no, <clears throat> just don't push it. You did it. You, yeah. you, you pulled off something no one thought you were going to be able to pull off. Yeah, they fucking yeah. did it, man. Um, yeah, I think the way I described it is how they should do it. Yeah. It just had me up. Have, have we we honestly, we joke market. a lot about, like, Lazarus Spit. This is what they should do, you know? Uh, uh, fucking. I'm not joking about that. Cypher's is an alien. About, you know, this is what they should do. This is how they should do it. I know jokes. they're not jokes. But also, at the same time, maybe sometimes people will interpret them as jokes. Nevertheless, no matter how, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is honestly something I, I agree with. Like, that is how they should handle that. Yeah. All right, well, are we done? <laughs> Do we have anything else? Um, I don't know that I'm necessarily prepared to rank it, honestly. Um, I do need to see it, like, at least three more times to give it an honest ranking. As, as we've talked, I've moved it <clears throat> three times. I originally had this as my number three movie. But I have since moved it down to number. I, then I moved it down to number uh, mm-hmm. seven. Wow! And now I have now I have it sitting at number okay. five. So that's that's because I think basically where around where I would put it. I I also don't is, remember where I have every other movie because I know it would change every episode. Yeah. But uh, I know yeah. I know I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Fate of the Furious, and so I put it above Fate of the Furious. Now Fate of the Furious. Has his problems just like this movie does. So I feel like I feel like this and Fate are kind of the. I don't know. Not I think for me. Fate's worse. I you know I love Fate of the Furious and oh I know you, you know that's gonna be like in the top three for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, like five for this movie sounds right. I go even maybe as far as six. Um, mm-hmm. It. Uh, <clears throat> But yeah, I need to I need to see this movie like several more times, and I do need to finally watch Tokyo Drift through this new prism of the making of a mad scientist. Yes, and uh, a future episode that Rich and I have talked about doing is doing a Better Luck Tomorrow yeah. episode. Since uh, I watched it, it's on Prime Video right now. Um, the moment of this recording, and yeah, it is a Han origin story, which blew my mind when I watched. Is it. Is that like confirmed? Like that is that is what it like is. Justin Justin in the interview says Han was first introduced in Better Luck okay. Tomorrow, so it is the like Han in okay. high school, basically. Like we're sure Justin Lin just doesn't think Sun Kang's name is Han, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I read this uh, this really cool profile on Sun Kang that was very cool. Um, it was just like how he, you know, he does this in real life with the cars. Yeah. Kind of like oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think on the quarter mile time uh, pod uh, Instagram account, you follow you followed him, and he posts car shit all the time. It's awesome. Yeah, and I just hope he gets into uh, pods as well. Now that he's cast on the the um, Obi Wan show, um, what? what was I gonna say? What did I say? Um, did I did I finally derail this? No, I'm just thinking. All right, <clears throat> Luke is black. He's no longer playing Sean, by the way. Um. That's not his character name anymore. He's now fully Lucas Black playing okay. himself. Okay. Opens up a vortex that leads to the Jurassic Park uh-huh. world. 
to the Koopa Troopers. Mm-hmm. And then, of course. To a galaxy far, far away? A galaxy far, far away, is what I'm saying. And then Sun Kang. Sun Kang comes face to face with a character version of himself. So it's Han and this other character he plays. It's Justin Lin thinking Ludacris- Sun Kang's name is Han facing yeah. the character and he then, plays in Obi Wan. Yeah. And then Tedge finally meets Ludacris. Well, that would mean Han Solo. Well, actually, Ludacris could meet Han Solo. Oh, my God. Um, also, we, we got to end this. <laughs> speaking of the ludicrous thing real quick, um, I listened to an episode of uh, the Big Picture podcast that really tried to dive deep down into that rabbit hole of, um, <clears throat> like, recording artists being in movies that... Who did this? Uh, the Big Picture podcast. Uh, it was oh, okay. Sean Fantasy and Chuck Klosterman kind of really tried to... And I think Amanda Dobbins is on that episode as well. And they just really, really, really tried to go in as far as they could um, to where I feel like they kind of lost the thread at a, a lot of points. But they mm-hmm. they never brought up uh, Fast and Furious and Ludacris. Um, did they bring up Jeff Bridges and the Big Lebowski? No. They brought up... Um, uh, Ice Cube and Boys in the Hood and, like, Dre and Snoop in pretty much any movie they're in. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies where this happens. <clears throat> but I, uh, I got to dig up the actual episode and send it to you because I feel like you'd appreciate that conversation. Because there's this recently, because I recently watched, uh, on my birthday, I decided I'm going to watch Infinity War and mm-hmm. Endgame back-to-back. And during Endgame, Iron Man calls Thor Lebowski. Yeah. And then realize, oh wait, Jeff Bridges plays Obadiah right. Stane in the first yes. movie. So that means is is there they, a guy who looks like Obadiah Stane? They don't go into <laughs> these movies, but they yeah. go down that exact line of thinking of like, so if Jeff Bridges is Obadiah Stane, that means there's no Jeff Bridges in that universe, which means Theoretically, that somebody else is playing Lebowski. So this is some. This is the. This is what I call last action hero yes, logic. They do bring up last action you hero. Got, but I think they get it very. You've wrong. got Stallone. You've got Stallone playing yes. Terminator. So, yeah, they get it yeah. very wrong in that they think that it's still Schwarzenegger playing Terminator. But I, as soon as I heard no, that, I'm like, it's no, Stallone. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Stallone. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. a fucking poster. Right. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so like, it's. It, it, that is like the line of thought in that like, who, who is the Stallone to Jeff Bridges Schwarzenegger? In that like, who would be play, playing Rocky in that world in the Last Action Hero world? No, like who? No, who would be playing all the Jeff Bridges roles in the Iron in the Marvel in the oh, MCU? Oh, like who would be like yeah his market correct like who would have been his market correction? Yeah. Um, I This isn't right But for whatever reason in my head I just always link these two together Jeff Daniels That's It's stupid. wrong I know But that's just what my head I feel, does I feel like um, Whenever there's like It's like all those I just always think of actors that are similar yeah. Like you know like When you've got uh if you see like a poster for a Kurt Russell movie in a Kurt Russell movie in that in that uh-huh. universe, he's played by yes. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah, 
God, who would the... I'm trying to think of, like, I've never gotten Jeff Bridges mixed up with anybody else. Yeah, no, I mean, I, that that's a testament to Jeff Bridges, I think. Here, no, here's who yeah. would be Bo Bridges. I thought about that, too, but, like, so, so in this universe, <laughs> Lloyd Bridges had oh, one yes. son. His name, His was, name Bo. was Bo. And then all of Bo Bridges' roles are then played by Kevin Dunn. That, that's really um, listener, why I made that stretch is so we can get Kevin Dunn doing all of Bo Bridges' roles. Uh, listener, I want you to look up uh, talking about Bridges with Bo Bridges. It is the f- dumbest, stupid sketch. <laughs> it's on. I think it's on Funny or Die. I might be on yeah. YouTube, but I'm, I watched it on Funny or Die. It is the dumbest shit. Uh, it's. Oh, I, I, I'm positive we talked about it on the podcast. We, we, no, we talked about it. Um, was it on the whack pack? Either on the whack pack, or we some I somehow probably got uh, from Kevin Dunn two Bro Bridges on the Ghostbusters two episode that we recorded. Um, oh, it wouldn't yeah, surprise me. Done, that hasn't, hasn't come, come out, out yet. Yeah. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that's <laughs> what I did. But um, yeah, we did talk about that. Uh, so yeah, I probably okay. talked about the Ghost. You know what? Wait. To, to the Ghostbusters 2 episode In which I talk about this Because we've already recorded that episode Even though it comes out in well, yeah. August or September Or go back and watch every episode of the Whack Pack that Nick, ha- that, that Nick is on it And you know try and find if we talked about that or not Yeah You know what? Stalk us That's what, I, that's what we're asking Please, <laughs> As long as you contribute to the Patreon Stalk us all you want Yeah as long as you're cool As long as you pay it. us for it Yeah as long as you... <laughs> So weird. Anyway, uh, you're right. That's just OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh God. Um, By the way, Jimmy Buffett's going to start up a website called OnlyFans. All right. Uh, God damn it. Why is why why hasn't he done that yet? Oh man, rip just rip something. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. So good. This is not a Fear of Seven length episode, so. Um. So, was this movie fast or furious? <sighs> That's tough because you want to say furious because of the 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 wrench. You, you you finally we see the beating, um the 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 family issues that are in this movie. But not only. But I, I want to bring this up real quick. The color grade for the flashbacks look just like Days of Thunder. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. I think the flashbacks were probably ba- like Justin Lin watched Days of Thunder and it was like, oh man, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Cold trickle. Anyway, you want to say it's furious, but for the fact that this is uh, the first Fast and Furious movie where there's uh, actually sanctioned racing and they strap a rocket to Pontiac Fiero and send it to space. This is a very fast movie. I agree. Mainly because that's what the pace is. The pace is very fast. Up until you get to some dialogue scenes. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um let's see. Do we do we need other rankings? I think that's it. Fast or furious. Oh, is this a ten minute yes. car or a ten second car? Uh, it's it's you know it's closer to a uh, to a ten minute car in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it's a uh, like you, you want to go on a Sunday drive. You need to take it easy. Yeah, that's the kind of yeah. car. It is. 
Even though it doesn't really take it easy at some points. The crease. You know what? Zip. You know what? This is the pace it goes in a zip line. It's like, it's not a 10 second. It's a, it's a zip line. Straight down. Anyway. <laughs> you can find me at Nick Lathan on social media, and you can email us, I think, at franchisesurprisepod at gmail.com. Or it might just be franchise surprise. Like we said earlier, just email them both. And then, um, yeah. Me on Instagram. Follow me on Letterboxd. Um, you can just look up Nick Lathan on there, and you'll see what I'm watching. I recently... Watched a bunch of Kurt Russell's movies, and it was called WrestleMania, and I'm regretting not calling it Kurt so good. And um trying to think what else. That's pretty much it. A quarter mile of uh, time pod on Instagram. We post some stuff on there. We have a... Uh, have we done a Venn diagram? A Vin Diesel diagram? I know we did, like, his acting yes. role. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We've done, like, a Venn diagram. I'm surprised we have not done a a Vin Diesel diagram. Anyway, Rip, what do you got to promote? <laughs> uh, head on over to the Whack Pack Live on Instagram, where Rip rips open another pack of trading cards every single day uh, on Instagram Live. Uh, we're also, you know, uh, sharing some some more than just the live feeds. Of uh, the show, you know, we're we're, we're a content making machine now over there, um, but yeah, doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, by uh, uh, August first, this is definitely gonna be out by then. August first, um, we're gonna be doing a live show at uh, the National, the big National Card Show in uh, the Chicago area. So August first, come check us out live. Our first live show. It's gonna be sweet. Um, uh, and and yeah. That's it. We're, we also raise money during the whole thing too, so you know, contribute can contribute a few uh, ducats uh, our way. Uh, uh, we're raising money this month for uh, World Central Kitchen, a uh, great organization. Check them out if you are unfamiliar. Um, and that's all yeah, I got. Guess, uh, yeah, I'll guest. I guest on some episodes of the Backpack. It's usually during the uh, movie anniversary episode. And um, it's basically this, but uh, you can see me and Rich talking to each other. <laughs> it's all yeah, we're doing this, but live and with cards, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, open up a pack of basketball cards. I today? still have a fucking slap. They were good. I still we haven't done it yet, but once we get the time, I want to do. I have I have a pack. This is my last pack of TMNT cards. Okay. Well, when you're up here, so. I can. Replenish your stash. Do you have a I lot? have a, an entire box of the movie cards. Wawa, Wewa. All right, well, I guess, uh, yeah. So I, I think next episode, we're going to be switching over to Ghostbusters. So be looking forward to that on. I want to say. Yeah, if, uh, if you're subscribed and. One day, all of a sudden, the, the, the artwork's different, and we're talking about different movies. Uh, don't be alarmed if your first thought is, there's something strange going on. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it looks like Friday. We're switching to Fridays, which we've already switched over to Fridays, I think, at this point. But this will be August 13th will be a two-part Ghostbusters episode. We talked about Ghostbusters for three-plus hours. Yeah. 
So I'll look forward to that, everybody. It, uh, if you know us and you know our podcasting history and the lack of Ghostbusters <laughs> in it, then you know it had to be done. It had, had to do it to him. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up. Um, I've been Nick Lathan. And uh, I've been Rip Cammy. Rip Camelucci in some, some circles. Uh, all right. Well, take us out with a quote, Rip. <laughs> Y'all ever thought about the wild missions we've been on? We've taken out planes, trains, tanks, and I'm not even going to think about the submarines. And now we got cars podcasting in the air? I hate you. (laughs) I love you too, buddy. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.